let's give it up for our guest, Andy Gamble. What do we do after that? <laughs> In the Northwest, we say things like crazy, mental, and all that type of stuff, and that always means good. Just to clarify, you guys are crazy and mental. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be cheer. You're so crazy, cheer for yourself. But hey, you know what? Before I just introduce myself, Tom's done a little bit. Uh, I just want to say this uh, real quick that godly, integral, humble, God fearing, God seeking leaders actually exist. Yeah? In, 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 in the form of your pastors. Just give them a cheer this morning. Tom and Denise, you are incredible. Uh, I'm married to Victoria, as Tom has already said, and uh, the truth is we've been learning from afar, and uh, we've been uh, just honoured to be here this weekend, so thank you so much for having us. Uh, Victoria has um, been rocking it down in Derry this morning. It's great we can say Derry here without a bulletproof jacket. Um, don't have to qualify that we've got two names. The only city in the world that's got two names. You can Google that if you do not know what I'm talking about, because I will bore you with facts. But yes, it's an honour to be here today, and I'm excited to bring that God's word. But Victoria's aunt comes to this church, which is my aunt, Pamela. Let's give her a wee cheer. Yes, if you don't know Pamela. Pamela, do you want to come and do a dance? Are you okay? Are you grand? She's grand. She asked me, could she do a dance? But Tom's not allowed her. Cat. Let's talk about cats. I, 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 I hate cats. And guess what? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, cat lovers. I just don't like cats. Uh, and a few years ago, my kids were born, and guess what? They wanted a cat. So we got a cat. And then a few months ago, the cat disappeared, and I worshipped the Lord. And then we went to my neighbor's house the other day, and he's got five kittens. And he said to my kids, do you want a free cat? So my kids are counting the days to be get another cat. But anyway, sorry if you're watching online this morning, we just don't talk every week about cats, but hey-ho, we're crazy here, so this is Grace Church, and then it goes. Um, but here's the bottom line, I am honoured to be here this morning, and we have a few minutes left with our time together, yeah? yeah. Uh, fair play to you for coming to church today. You've already made the right step. Fair play to you if you're watching online, fair play to you if you're catching up on this message, you're leaning into what God wants to do in your life. So fair play to you, sir or madam. But here's the bottom line, it's kind of up to you what you want to take out of the next few moments. Yeah? yeah? So I don't know about you, but I believe that God can do anything. I believe he can do way more than I ever can dream of or imagine. I believe God can change a life in a second. Yeah. And actually, I want to set you up for a little bit because at the end of this message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to God in your faith. Uh, you're going to get to respond to God for the first time you've not yet accepted him. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to reconnect your life if you've gone far away or moved away from your relationship with God. So are you ready for that? Yes. But to help us this morning, I'm just going to pray. Is that okay? Yes. So God, we just pray together this morning. That above all else, God, it's been good fun being in church already, God. Uh, what, an, what an amazing church to be a part of, God, where we enjoy coming to. We don't get to, we don't have to, God, we get to come here. It's an honour to be in your presence this morning. But God, I just pray in the next few moments we would hear you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Someone said to me last week, if you put Andy Gamble and Tom Burke together, you get blingish. But I hope and pray that you understand me this morning. How many of us know that Tom has an accent? How many of us know that I have an accent? 
Two together, blingish. So uh, I'm going to try English this morning my best and uh, speak as slowly as I can. And I hope that you hear above all from God. This is what the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 9 and 10. The words are going to be on the screen as well. Next to him was Eliezer. Somebody say Eliezer. Eliezer. Mm, Tom, the first service was a little bit louder. Hey, somebody say <laughs> we're awake. We're doing good. Son of Dodai the Ahitite. I don't even know how to read that word, but anyway. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pastamon for battle. <laughs> then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer. St- oh, sorry. Eliezer. Very good. You're doing good. But Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. So we've been having a great morning this morning. We've been worshiping God. It's been incredible. We've prayed together. We've worshiped together. We've celebrated together. And um, it's been phenomenal. And we've got to introduce myself a little bit. And by the grace of God, Victoria and I, um, along with our kids and an incredible team, we planted along with Ark, uh, and incredible leaders encouraging us like Tom and Denise, uh, we planted the Hills Church. Uh, ten months before the pandemic, we started. How many of us know that when you start a church and you're ten months in, it ain't a good thing to have a pandemic? But by the grace of God, we've seen God already do marvellous things, and we are only but excited for the future. Thank you, Tom, for saying young, because that's pretty cool that you said that, because I don't feel so young anymore, but anyway, my wife's young, so we're all good. <laughs> But the truth is, we're just honoured to be a part of leading, building God's church. Yeah? If you want to give your life to something, nothing better than serving God in the local church. If you're on the team of this church, fair play to you. If you're not on the team, just jump on, get stuck in, because there is no greater honour than serving God. Yeah? But we are blessed. We're in the northwest of Ireland, just on the border of Donegal. We're in the UK. We're in Northern Ireland. We have British pounds there, and um, it's the best place in the world to be, apart from Cork. So it's number two, before I get flogged in the stage of this church in Cork. (laughs) I may not be telling the truth right now. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But yes, it's incredible. This morning I want to share a story with you about a boy, and uh, I've got a few things that I believe that God wants to say to you. Would you believe that God could speak to you this morning? Anyone else? Yes. Well, I believe God this morning has a word for your soul. But I want to tell you about a boy. There was a boy and he grew up um, in a rural community. He was a hyper excited young boy. Anyone else know any hyper excited young boys or girls? Yes, yes maybe even some of them in here right now. Awesome to have them in the building. Yes. yes. Um, he was a bit of an excited kid and um, always getting dirty, always in trouble and school would start and funny, just did not fit into the educational system at all really. Made his way through primary school, moved into secondary school and often found himself in trouble. In fact, primary school every day, he was at the headmaster's door, didn't really want to go and really didn't really disconnect it from the educational system at about 11 years old. This boy would go to high school, maybe now and again, let's just say he visited very, not very frequently at all. And at 14 years of age, he leaves school and 
pursues his life. And an educational conversation, the words that he would remember would be, you're stupid, uh, you don't fit in, you're a reject, what are you going to do with life, you're going to make a mess of it, you're a failure, and words like that. How many of us know that words we speak over our kids are very important? But that boy would hold on to those words and they would sort of begin the shape he would become because, but a matter of fact, he turned his life around and became a, a semi-professional and then a full professional race car driver, started a great business, but all of a sudden did, all of a sudden equally in the middle of that, did not have any peace inside of him. So he overcome the educational system because I want to tell you this morning, I forgot to say this in the first service, that there is no such thing as stupid, there is just smart in a different way. Amen. You're not stupid. You're just smart in a different way. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. If I say nothing else, and I just said that today, maybe that's just what you needed to hear. But this boy was become, in some ways, had a great business, and in some ways, in a worldly sense, successful. But the reality is this, when we read Scripture and we read the Bible, if we're going to really be honest this morning... And give me a poll. Who, ever, who has not heard of Eliezer before? Is there anyone in this room never heard of Eliezer? One hand. I mean, are you kidding me? At least half of us probably. I don't know. There's a good few of us that have never heard of the word or the name Eliezer. It's a name in the scriptures that we don't really hear that much. And forgive me this morning if you're here to church and you've never been in the door of a church and you just accidentally walked in here. You're brand new to this whole context and you've never really heard. But the chances are you've probably heard the name of Jesus. And that's the one name that we want you to hear this morning. But people that know God and follow God and know his word, we we are familiar with Noah. Your man that built the boat. Yeah? Yeah. My kids are obsessed. I mean, my kid asked me the other day, what about the kangaroos? (laughs) Bro, that's a pretty good question. How did they get to Europe, Dad? Well, are you kidding me? I mean, where did the fish go? I mean, like it's just questions. I mean, we hear of Moses crossing the Red Sea. Yeah. yeah. Abraham, Isaac. There's Paul, for example, in Scripture. We hear of lots of names in the Bible that just come to us like that. Yeah. And then it's funny that we can sometimes think that Eliezer, someone like Eliezer, is kind of less significant then because we hear of him less. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Well, let's just put it in real terms. Anyone ever feel overlooked, not noticed, unqualified? Yeah. I- I've titled today's message, Unqualified. But we're going to hear a little bit more about that in a second. But any of us ever be in a, in a season or life where we felt inadequate, isolated, unseen, not noticed, insignificant, Unqualified. Maybe let's dig a little bit deeper. Any of us ever been in a season of we're just wondering like, where God are you? Could is what? Eliezer though. He knew God. Eliezer may have only been mentioned for two verses of scripture and never mentioned again. But Eliezer is as as important part of God's master plan than any other person in the scriptures. He is part and parcel of God's overall arching plan for the greater good. Yes? And I want to tell you this morning that you have a part to play in what God wants to do in this world. 
You are significant. You have a purpose. You are called. And God is not far away at all. He is with you. But we got to know God. The number one thing we learned from Eliezer this morning is he knew God. So knowing God is the most important thing that you can ever do with your life. Christianity isn't boring. I just know some boring Christians. But they don't come to Grace Church. They definitely don't. Because you kind of have to be mad sort of wee bit to come here. I'm just slating your church all morning. Denise was like, we do this every week. I'm like, seriously? <clears throat> we need a wee bit of the grace. Tom, you're coming to Derry, bro. We're booking you in right now. We'll fly you down if we have to. I was complaining this morning. I drove five and a half hours to get here. And I met a girl upstairs. She's all, I just came from China. This year. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, okay. Five and a half hours. It's easy. Everybody good? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. you God. Hey, regardless of the season you're in your life, know God. Yeah. If you don't know God, and you want to start the most exciting journey you'll ever love connecting your life, start to know God. I did not start loving until I got to know God. But this boy would become successful. And, but even as a boy, this boy would isolate himself a little bit. In fact, I think he was sent more times than enough to get his eyes tested. I don't even remember the number, but let's just say a bunch of times because everyone in school thought he was blind because he couldn't read. But this boy at 25 years old would walk Croke Patrick Mountain in New Year's Day and meet these three priests and they would talk to him about Jesus and weeks later on the 20th of February in 2008 give his life to God. <clears throat> 25 years old though a successful businessman, professional race car driver, could not read or write. The first book he ever read was the Bible. Wow. He was um, called by God though and God spoke to him about going into ministry. Kind of something like Tom and I do now. And he was like, bro, talking to God like that, saying, not me. Surely that couldn't be me. I can't read or write. Blah, 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 blah. I've got all the educational things wrong. I'm a reject. I'm stupid. I couldn't fit in. How could I do all that? He would then decide that God would call him and he would go to university. And he met a girl and him and her started a relationship. And she went her way to college to study and he went his and he went to England to study in theology and church leadership. And when he enrolled in university, they helped him with his educational background and put him to London to process for two days the whole educational background. And the proper study came back. It was the same as a kid that he was a high-functional autistic, ADHD, dyspraxic, dyslexic kid. High-functional autism, dyslexic, dyspraxic, and ADHD. That's a good old cocktail right there. That boy graduated university three years later with a degree in theology, and that boy is me. Wow. <laughs> the boy is married to one of the most incredible humans that ever breathed God's air. He's got two boys that flip an egg. I love them so much. But they drive me nuts because they're mental like their mum. And that was a joke. That was a joke. Victoria, if you're listening to you, she's fed up hearing that. They were out feeding cows this morning before they went to church because we live on a farm now again. I get more terrified of reading out loud in front of a group of people than I do in fighting 12 herders in a bar in Cork. 
And I would not really like to fight 12 herders with the herding bats in a bar in Cork, but I'd fear that less, to be honest. Isn't it funny if I ask you right now to tell me your inadequateness? Sometimes I use the wrong English words. Is that even an English word that I just said? Yes, it is. Should fit fits in all right. We'll make it work. Amen. If I could ask you what you don't like about yourself, I could, if I asked you what was wrong about you, if I, if I asked you your failures, your mistakes, if I asked you how you were unqualified, if I asked you what your disability was, if I asked you what your problem was, because every one of us thinks we have a problem, of some sort. For me, it's the fact that I am five foot five high or whatever, five foot seven. Lord, give me six inches in height. Lord, give Tom some hair. <laughs> Had to throw that on there somewhere. I'm getting light in the top myself, Tom, so you can slag me later. But if I ask you right now, what's your, what's your purpose and what God's called you? Like, some of us can answer that in a heartbeat, and that's cool. And that's really good. But for a lot of us, we can't. You see, Eliezer knew God. But the thing I love about Eliezer was he was himself. You see, God himself can only bless who you are. Not who you want to or try to be. Yeah. God can bless, though, who you are. Not... Why be 50% version of someone else when you can be the 100% version of yourself? Amen. And I know that might sound like a cheesy one line, but be you and me, be me, and let's get on with what God wants us to do. Yes. yes. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Every single thing that you went through in your life, pain and all, all of all the bad things, all the negative things, and trust me now, boys and girls, my past ain't fancy. I have a load of things in my life that I've done that I am not very proud of. I have a whole bunch of things in my life that the enemy will remind me of that I have regret and shame over. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of things that I, I didn't want the conversation with my wife before we got married, but she said, how many? Yeah. Not a nice conversation. Yeah. But, it, but it's my past. It's my story. And I'm me. And would you be you? Yeah. Because I don't know if you're hearing something this morning, but God's called me to do what I'm going to do. And, and, and the bottom line is, I have a whole bunch of things that I am unable to do. I am, un, I am the most unqualified person in the world. Like literally, I'm like, God, what did you call me for? But he did. And he's using it. And God's blessing it. It's mental that I just be myself. I'm like, how could someone listen to me? Like, listen to my own voice is just a no-go area. Like, I'm like, seriously, people listen to that. It's God's plan for my life. Amen. God has a plan and a purpose for you. Going around this whole room. I'm looking at the cameras. I'm watching you online. I'm watching you listen to this message on a treadmill right now. And you're going, what is going on? You have a purpose. Amen. If you've got blood in your veins and air in your lungs, you have a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And there's an enemy out there bleating everyone's ear going, Nonsense. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. And the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. You're, you're, God help me say what I, I don't know. God help me say this. In my heart I know what I want to say. 
Your problem, let's say that, is actually your purpose. The problem that you think you have, my inadequateness has helped so many people. If you have a kid in here, or you're in here this morning, and you're on a disability, or you've been called stupid, you're not stupid, you're just smart in a different way. It's nonsense. It's a little rubbish. No offence, education is awesome. I did a degree, and it was hard. And sometimes having a degree is an amazing thing. But you know what? If you left litter in the street, you're amazing too. Yes, if you clean windows, if you farm, if you do whatever you do, do it and be you. Because God's going to use you wherever you are. And there is nothing more attractive than your testimony. Your testimony is your greatest evangelism weapon for Jesus Christ on planet Earth. Hallelujah. It's really all he wants. The best, the best tool. If you've got hurt, if you've got pain, if you've got regret and got shame, just tell somebody. Because it's going to change someone else's life. Why carry it around to the grave being... Just, this is it. We don't do... I've got one boy who's probably going to be an academic genius. I've never, it blows my mind. He can read better than me. Every time he reads it, I almost cry, man. I'm like, what is going on, sir? Who created you? <laughs> Definitely God. Yeah. I have some kind of part to play, too. Yeah. Her auntie's here, there, there. <laughs> and my other boy is slightly different. Yeah. But isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Be yourself. Hell Eliezer was himself. But when I got saved and... I've got three months left, am I okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'm good. Good stuff. We're here all day. We'll leave, we'll leave us next time. <laughs> Turn the lights off. Apparently. It's all right. It'll be great here. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. We need to start trying to do that. I'm going to steal that idea. That's a genius idea. In fact, we'll get you down. <laughs> Tom's here to do birthdays. Eliezer was himself. But this is what it says. It says in scripture, like, he, he was one of the three mighty warriors. It was, was David. You see, the truth is, so often we live in life, like, it's an Instagram world, isn't it? It's like, we, we take a snapshot of everyone else's life and we compare them to our own. We, no, we actually do. We take a 30-second snapshot of the best part of everyone else's life and we compare it to the worst part of our own. How jacked up is that, bro? Girl. I just said, Bro. I'm talking to my seven-year-old all the time. It's like we meet down the stairs and we go, bro, air punch him. I'm like, I think I'm cool. I heard him the other day going, that's a bit weird, isn't it? I was like, yeah. I thought I was being cool. Yeah, bro. It's like, baseball cap on. I'm trying, I'm trying. But we take a we snapshot and, and for some reason we, we, we even, we're in church today. Let's face it, and we can look at myself up here today preaching and I haven't, I haven't found this easy. Whenever we started this journey, I did not want to do this. I'm telling you, I, public speaking, it's one of the most greatest fears on planet Earth. But, but, but I'm just trying to put this in context. Sitting on your road today, you're going to work this afternoon. You've got a shift starts this evening. Or, you know what, you've got after the weekend, thank God for the bank holiday. And you've got to work on Monday. Or you're maybe this and whatever. You see, the, the, the greatest word we can say is just. Oh, I'm just a... Oh, you don't, but I, I'm just, you're not just anything, you are you. Amen. But even like Eliezer, he was one of three, David's three mighty warriors. And it's funny sometimes that we want to be a David, but I, I would rather be an Eliezer and fulfill the call that God has in my life than be, want to be a David and do nothing at all. Amen. But the bottom line is, Eliezer was one of the three mighty men. He ran with the right people. Yeah. 
And when I got saved and when God was calling me into the ministry, surrounding myself, I was honoured last night to get, in, get sit and have dinner with Pastor Tom. Because who you're running with is where you're running to. I know that Victoria and I are going to great places because we're getting to run with people like that. And I am passionate for pursuing the relationship with this couple because I know when I'm running with them, I'm going to get to great places too. Right now we're in pioneer and planting season and the whole church in Derry and you know what, it's not just, it's not like this, the room ain't packed yet, there's average attendance of 100 people though every Sunday. Amen. Within four years and a pandemic in the middle. Amen. We'll baptize more adults this winter, we're going to see more people saved and God's going to build his church. Amen. Yes, amen. But the truth is you've got to run with the right people. If you are having an area in your life right now, particularly you're at school, and your, your life ain't going to change your friend circle, and you will find that your world will change. Amen. Get into church. Get into youth. Get into young adults. Get into services. There's so much opportunities for you to get connected to groups. To, and forgive me, I don't even know everything that you do, but get connected to the church. Amen. Because who you're running with is where you're running to. And early Asia ran with the great people, and the Lord brought around a great victory that day. But one of the other things, because, man, I could talk all day about this, but to keep this in focus, short and simple, the bottom line is, he ran with the right people, but he stood his ground. Early Azer stood his ground. And if you read scripture, this is what it says. I'm just going to read what the word of God says. He stood his ground. Eliezer stood his ground. Because the Israelites retreated, which was a way bigger army. In fact, it's, the Bible says this. He stood his ground till his hand grew and froze to the sword. But then it says, the Lord brought about a great victory that day. And I just want to ask you this morning is, what, area, what battle are you facing? Because every single one of us in life face a battle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the battle this morning of inadequateness, insignificance, feeling of looked overness. Maybe it's the battle of pain, hurt, and shame, and guilt. Maybe it's the battle of I don't know what your battle is. But I'm going to tell you something now. If you stand your ground, God's going to bring you victory. Amen. I don't know the timing of the victory, but I know he's going to come through. And one thing I've learned from following God, and I have not learned so much yet, I have so much to learn. Man alive, I need to learn so much. But even as leading a church, being a husband, being a dad, being a follower of Jesus, all of the above, I have so much to learn. But I have found this, when I follow God and what he says to me, he always comes through. Amen. Because we're not led by our senses, we're led by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And sometimes, how many of us know what we're doing doesn't really make sense. But Eliezer stands on his ground with a massive crowd. Didn't make sense either. But God came through and he had a great victory that day. Amen. And I believe you're going to have a victory. But I believe you've got to stand your ground. Yes. And as we close the message this morning. The band are going to join me on the stage. I just want to say this to you this morning. You are qualified. Amen. Because this is the most famous one line and you've all heard it God doesn't call the qualified God qualifies the call Amen. Amen. God does not call the qualified He qualifies the call You are loved You are favoured You are graced You are equipped 
You have a purpose. God has a plan. And he's going to come through in your life. Hallelujah. And if you pick nothing else up from this message, is this message helping? Yes. yes. Is it helping? Yes. Are you encouraged? Yes. Are you inspired? Yes. Listen, you've got a purpose. Stand with me this morning. I'm going to pray. We're going to do a few different things right now to respond. I'm going to start by giving people the opportunity to say yes to God for the first time. To respond to him maybe for the second, third or maybe twentieth time. To come back to him in relationship with him. After that we're going to play, pray collectively. And God's going to charge you into your God-given purpose. Are you ready for that? Yes. But to help us this morning, would every eye be closed in the room right now? The band behind me are going to close their eyes. The guys in the sound booth, every single person in this room has got their eyes closed. And we're going to say a prayer together. And this is for you if you want to respond to God for the first time or recommit your life to Him. You can repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. And rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. And invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you. As Lord and Saviour. In your name. Amen. With every eye closed right now, band included, sound booth and everything, every eye is closed in this room. Is that you today? Would you want to raise your hand and pop it up or even give me a wave? Thank you. There's people already responding. You want to say yes to God for the first time today? This is the day you started your relationship with Jesus Christ. Or you know what? You need to recommit your life to God right now. There's people online. Thank you for responding online. Thank you so much for responding. There's other people in the room. Thank you. You're very brave. Another person. Someone else. Thank you so much. Thank you. I see your hands. You can put them down. Thank you. Another one. Thank you again. There's someone else at the back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else this morning though? Before we remove. Thank you. I see your hands. You're so brave. There's more people. We're okay. We're in no panic. Thank you. On the 20th of February 2008, I did this and it changed my life forever. Thank you so much. Another person. I mean, this is mental. This is so encouraging. God, you are good. Isn't he, Grace Church? We thank you, God, for every person that responded this morning. You would bless them in Jesus' name. Yes, amen. But hey, here we're going to pray collectively. Look up at me. Open your eyes. I want you to repeat after me. I have a purpose. I am chosen. I am called. I am equipped. And God, I'm going to serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen.